Yo, welcome to Life with me and Mrs. Jones. We're back with another episode. I'm so excited to be back in front of you guys today. I got my co-host with me. Mrs. Jones. And we're ready to bring some more heat to y'all, so thank y'all for tuning in. Um, what are we talking about today? What, what, let's give the people some real value today. What are we, what are we hitting on? Okay, so today we're going to be talking about uh, dreamer versus realist. And in particular, being in a relationship as a dreamer or a realist. All right. So we got dreamer and we got realist. And people probably thinking about or probably thinking like, what are you talking about, dreamer, dreamers or realists? Especially in a relationship. So explain to the people what a dreamer is and what a realist is. So a dreamer is someone who, um, you know, spends a lot of their time. They're, they're like the innovative person. They are very... Uh, I would say, you know, an entrepreneur, someone that's more artsy, someone that basically, you know, spends a lot of time daydreaming, air quotes, um, and just trying to find like that thing that they that they carry deep down inside of them that they want to do and fulfill in life. And a realist, they also have, you know, dreams and aspirations, but they just, you know, kind of have put those dreams to the side and, and they are more realistic and logical in their thinking as far as like career or um, what they're what they're going to do. And they kind of have strategized a way to work in the in in their in their realm. So um, a lot of people think that um, dreamers would end up in a relationship with another dreamer. But in most relationships, you have a dreamer and you have a realist. And I think that that could, one, take a toll on your relationship. And two, it can also be that bring that balance that you need in the relationship. Because in an article that I read, it talked about how a lot of times dreamers feel like the realest in their lives or their partners um, are the naysayers or the doubters who doubt like their ability to to launch that business or to find that creative idea or to sell that piece of art or that, you know, song or whatever it is. Um, and in reality, where the realists are like the biggest supporters of the dreamers, but they just are the ones who have a plan and they're like, let me help you execute this plan. Let me help you, you know, take all of your your thoughts and your ideas and kind of streamline them into a, a method that's going to bring you the results that you need. Because a lot of times we know that dreamers don't always get to their final outcome because they're always dreaming. They're always thinking about the next big thing. They're always thinking about like, how can I, you know, create this and they move. And so they never really solidify one thing. And so in relationships, the realist um, can be seen as the enemy and also seen as the biggest supporter because they kind of have rein in the in the the dreamers ideas and say let's let's focus on you know one particular thing so if you could identify yourself in our relationship would you say that you're the dreamer and i'm the realist 
But before I even jump into that question, because I, I, I kind of want to make sure everything is clear. So dreamers are the ones that usually take risk, right? They, um, they're the ones that are actually tapping into themselves and trying to figure out what it is, what their purpose is in life and they're going for it, right? Yes. And then realists, on the other hand, they're safe, right? They, they go work a regular nine to five potentially. Yes. Um, they want that financial security. They're not going to take many risks. They're, they're going to try to, uh, in so many words, get a guide, uh, the dreamer, right? In so many words? In so many words. Okay. So my question to you before I jump into the question that you asked me, how can a realist help spearhead a dreamer's dream and help it manifest it if they're not willing to take risks and do things like that? How can you <clears throat> give some advice to somebody uh, that you yourself are not willing to go through and, and try to you know, manifest your own dreams? Well, I think that with the realist, it's not that you don't believe in the dream. You, me speaking as a realist, um... It's not that you so don't... you just solidify the roles in the relationship <laughs> then, just based on what you just said. Well, no, I'm just saying that in life, I I, I definitely identify more with the realist. Um, I think that as a realist, you you see not necessarily... So dreamers see, you know, big picture, mm-hmm. long term, you know, they see the, the you know, it's... They see the seed growing and developing into a tree. Whereas realists, they're like, they are more so about the structure and the, the guidance of like, okay, these are the processes that it takes to develop this seed and to help it grow. You know, we got to water it. We got to make sure it has sun. We got to make, you know, and so whereas a dreamer is like, I'm just going to throw the seed out there and it's just going to sprout and grow and blossom into this beautiful tree. And so it's not that um, the realist doesn't see or believe the vision. It's just that it's from two different perspectives. Um, the, The realist sees it from like, okay, I see your idea. I hear your idea and I actually, you know, agree with it, but let's hone in on that, that one idea. Let's focus and let's come up with a solidified plan. So realists just believe in like the, you know, the process that it takes and they're like, okay, and and their role in the relationship is really just helping the dreamer stay on the course because the article also said that dreamers deal a lot with like feeling discouraged and feeling frustrated and feeling like people don't believe in their, their dreams or their ideas. And I think that, like I said, the realist in a relationship with a dreamer can be like that easy target of like, you don't believe in me. You don't, you just want me to get a regular nine to five and be just like you where the the realist idea is like, well, no, not necessarily, but there are some parameters that we have to follow in order to get to where you want to get so that I also, as a dreamer, as a realist, feel, you know, safe and secure. Nice. Yeah, I, I like that. I like how you explain that and went into detail with that. Mm-hmm. And so to our listeners, some of you may be dreamers, some of you may be realists in your relationship. And some of y'all are probably dealing with some of these things currently right now as it stands. And so we just want to shed some light on it because particularly in our relationship, 
I believe that I am more the dreamer. Absolutely. Right. Um, yeah. I believe that Alicia is more the, the, the realist. But the thing is, you can play both roles. Right. Yeah. You can be both a dreamer and a realist. You can be just a realist. You can be a dreamer. You know what I'm saying? You can play both roles. For me, I feel like I play both roles, but I most definitely am the I'm the dreamer. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, I'm the more the, I'm the one that has, you know, that yeah. entrepreneurial mindset, that one just want to go get it, that one that doesn't want to work for somebody for the rest of my life. I'm the one that's always trying to figure out ideas on how to get the next bag. Right. And with that, with me being a dreamer, it's frustrating sometimes because what tends to happen is this for me. Um, I have a great idea. Right. And then I'll go after that idea and I'll get another idea. Then I go after that idea. I'll chase all these dreams and these ideas. And it's like, man, what are you here for? What is your purpose? What is it that you should be doing with your life? Mm -hmm. And the thing is, I've identified what it is I should be doing with my life. I know exactly what I should be doing with my life. And what happens is when you start listening to other entrepreneurs and other millionaires and all these other people, because I listen to the Grant Cardone, I listen to uh, Robert Kawasaki, you know, I, I, I listen to, uh, I read the Napoleon Hill, all these people, Eric Thomas and, and Tony Robbins, all these people, right, that you look at, look up to and, and, you know, they're like in that same realm and you try to share whatever it is, that platform with them. You start listening to these people and how they got it, mm -hmm. right? And then what you do is you start to take on their identity. You start to take on their blueprint and try to make that blueprint fit your life and it may not work for you. Right. And so for me, what I tend to do and what I've done was I veered away from my purpose in life. I started to become an author, design t-shirts, design uh, speaking courses, all these different things, right? Now, mm -hmm. I'm a speaker naturally. That's what I do. I love to speak. I believe my purpose here. On this earth is to speak into the lives of other people, empower other people, help them find their identity and walk in their truth, right? Mm -hmm. Find their purpose and, and go after it. That's what I believe I'm here to do. But listen to all these people. They're like, you got to do A, B, C, and D. So I started doing A, B, C, and D and I got away from what it is that I love to do, which is speaking. Right. And I put that speaking on the back burner because I'm like, it's not producing that money I want. It's not coming to me like I want it to come to me. So... I get frustrated. And sometimes as a dreamer, you get bored doing the same thing. Mm. And you're like, what's the next best thing? What's the next best thing? And this is what happens a lot of times. You go chasing and you go chasing and you go chasing. And you chase so many things that you become good at none of them. Mm -hmm. Because you didn't master anything, right? And so what I had to do was I had an epiphany. I said, you know what? I need to get back to my first love. What is it that you should be doing? And that's speaking for me, right? And so I had to bring in everything. I had to reel everything back in and say, I'm cutting this out, this out, this out, this out. Because it doesn't work for me. And I went back to doing what I love. And I'm going to focus on what I love doing. Mm -hmm. Because what I love doing, it doesn't seem like work to me. It seems like I'm just going out, living my best life. I'm just doing me. So I had to get back to what it is I wanted to do. And that's becoming a full-time motivational speaker. And if y'all could see my face right now, as the realist in this relationship... Let me ask you, Mr. Corey Jones. <clears throat> Corey D. Jones. Get that right. Mr. Corey D. Jones. <laughs> how many times have I told you that that was the realm that you needed to stay in? You probably said it a handful of times, right? And More than that. <laughs> the thing is, like, when you listen to a realist, they're like, they don't know. You know what I'm saying? They're they not risk takers. They, they don't know what they're talking about. They're they secure and they nine to five. You know, yada, 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 yada. And it's like, I'm going to try to get this back so all of us can eat. So I'm going to do everything I can because every millionaire needs seven streams of income. Right. But this is what I've learned. 
You can go after that seven streams too prematurely. Come on. What you have to do is you have to master the one thing that you're good at. Hmm. Once you master the one thing you're good at, the other streams will come because people will be attracted to you. They would bring you the book deals. They would bring you uh, the, the clothing lines. They would bring you the podcast. They would bring you all these things. But if they see that you are inconsistent and you're not a master at nothing that you do, then you're not going to get seven streams of income. Huh. So I know that I have, you know, so so the thing is, is that realists, it's not that realists don't also have dreams as well. Um, and I know that we've had several conversations because... Not only am I a licensed professional counselor, but I sing. And there have been several um, instances where Corey is like, Leash, you should just, you know, go into sing. I can get you in the studio. I can do this. You know, uh, I, can, I can get somebody to write songs for you. I can do this. Da, 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 da. And it's like, as a dreamer, I think that sometimes you want to push your... Uh, Agenda? Is it an agenda? Um, I'm not sure the right word for that. But you, 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 sometimes you impose yes. what you have in on in you onto somebody else, right? And so at that time, because I I sang, I went to amateur night at the Apollo in New York and got to sing on that stage not once but twice, and and um and so as a dreamer, Corey was like, Leash, we can. You know, like you could kill it. Like you went, you went to New York. You was on the, on the Apollo stage, like where you know so many famous people were, and you you just are happy and content. You know, counseling kids at school, and and we should get you in the studio. And we should do this, 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 and even even before, just to backtrack, thinking about you know like those dreamer moments that you had to try to you know encourage me to also follow my dreams. Um, even before to audition for the Apollo, I was like, nope, I'm not even here for this. Like, I'm not even prepared. And you were just like, do it, just do it. See, you know, like what's the, what's the worst that could happen? And, you know, and so it's like, I think that as a realist, you do get comfortable, you know, where you are, um, because you, you thrive on that stability. You thrive on, you know, knowing that like. I have what I need every, you know, and so, but I do have those moments where it's like, well, maybe I could, or, you know, but I, and I remember telling you this, like right now I'm focused on, I got my master's degree. I'm, I'm getting my license to be a therapist and I'm focusing on that so that I can master that. And then maybe later on down the line, if I, once I get that done, I complete this task then I will decide that I want to tap more into my singing, then then I'll do that. And I remember you kind of looking at me like, hmm, I mean, yeah, I guess if that's what you want to do. Meanwhile, while you're like, have like five different things going on and, you know, and so it's like, I think that it's a balance to all of it because a lot of times in reality, the realists do kind of envy the the dreamers because when that dream actually becomes a reality then as a realist you're like wow you know maybe maybe I should go for for what I for what I really you know have always dreamt about or you know thought about um maybe I am just playing it safe but 
And then it's kind of like you have that thought and then, you know, like 10 seconds later, it's like, nah, you know, I'm good. Like, it, it, it's too big of a risk. Uh, that's interesting that you say that. Sometimes realists uh, can be a little envious of, of dreamers. And I think that's where the problem comes in, especially in relationships, right? Um, because there was a point of time where you dreamed, you know, you dreamed to become a therapist, mm -hmm. right? And as a dreamer, I supported your dream. Right. And I backed you. When things were tough, I backed you. You know, I was there to support you. And I think it's a give and take, right? It's a trade-off. And I believe right now, because you've mastered what it is you want to master, it's my time to master mine. Right. And my journey may not look like yours. And if you are in a relationship and you're, you know, you're following us and you listen to the podcast, your journey may be different from that of your significant other, your spouse, mm -hmm. right? Um, it may not look the same. Some journeys come easier, um, and, and, but the, the risk is not as great. And other journeys, <clears throat> the risk is huge, yeah. right? And so sometimes a realist can be afraid of the journey and the risk that's involved with the dreamer's dream. Oh, that's a word right there. And so it's like, okay, cool. I get it, right? But if you believe in the dreamer as the realist, as much as you say you do, then that also means you believe in taking the risk. You believe in going through the journey with that person and just see what happens to play out. Because a dreamer, as much as much as it's scary for the realist, it's also scary for the, the, the dreamers, terrified as well. Because they don't know the outcome, but they know the passion and the drive that they have in them that they cannot fail. And mm. so, I believe for me, I'm a dreamer, right? I'm an extremist. Ooh. And I dream big because I want, like the realists say, they want financial stability. I want financial freedom. Mm. Because when you're financially free, other opportunities come your way that you can't get just being financially stable. Being financially stable means that there is a, in a sense, not always, but there's a cap. On the amount of money you can make. A dreamer's like, there's no cap because I have so many different streams of income coming in. And a dreamer, if they're a real dreamer, right, they want to do things that's going to better everybody around them, not just themselves. And that's how I operate. I'm a dreamer that wants to better the lives of everybody around me, not just myself. And so sometimes it takes risk. Sometimes it takes spending money. It's going to take these things to get to the next level. And I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in if you're going to do it, go all the way. Right. If you're going to do it, focus on what it is you're focused on. When I first started out my speaking career, right, I, I was told by a lot of people, oh, man, you're a dynamic speaker. You should you should get into motivational speaking. You should do this and that. I didn't move on that because I was like, is that what I really want to do? Once I found out who I was and what I was good at, I went for it. Once I went for it, I was focused on it. I was so focused on it. I was laser lock focused. When I became laser lock focused on what I want to do as a speaker, I got on the number one motivational speaking platform in the nation, which is Pep Talk. Mm -hmm. I'm listening on Pep Talk with Les Brown, <laughs> T.D. Jakes, Grant Cardone, um, um, uh, so many different people. Steve Harvey, uh, Eric Thomas, Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar. I'm on there with so many different speakers and I share that platform because I was focused. But guess what, y'all? Once I got there, I got content. Hmm. I said, I'm there now. Right? And... I began to pursue other ventures, but I didn't master the speaking yet. And so I had to get off of all those other ventures because people will have you veer off of what it is you're doing by putting things in your head, telling you, you can do this, you should do this, you should do this. Just because you're good at a lot of things doesn't mean it's meant for you to do. Hmm. Right? And I'm going to say this. A lot of us was told when we were young, you can do whatever you want. You can become whatever you want to in life. You can be the president of the United States. Yeah, you can be the of the United States. That's some of the stuff is lies that we were told, right? They want to boost the stroke our ego because they want us to continue on 
being great and doing what we had to do. But you can't be everything that you want to be in life. You know what I'm saying? Because there are some of us that want to be too many things. Huh. And it's a problem with that, right? There are some of us that, you know, um, are going after things that doesn't really fit, but you're going after because it makes a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So this is what I would say to those who are out there who are dreamers. Find your niche. Focus on what it is that you're good at. Because there's a lot of people in the world that may be doing exactly what you're doing. It doesn't matter. You figure out what they're not doing and what you're doing and you own it and you master it. Because that's what's going to set you apart, right? Um, figure out, and, and listen, it don't have to be a big group of people. There's a, find a small group of people that really need what it is that you're offering. Because what happens is so many people become sellers and not business people. And there's a difference. Everybody don't want to be sold something. Some people want a business to operate in. Some people want to be attached to your systems and how you work. So what I would say to the dreamers, you keep dreaming. And you know it's, it's meant for you because no matter who doubts you, who speaks against you, who don't believe in you, that passion is burning on the inside of you like, no, I'm going to do this. There are so many of y'all right now that's listening that have a goal, that have, have, have dreams that you want to manifest, but you're afraid. Because the person that's a realist in your relationship may have said something that discouraged you or, or may not. You Why know, gotta be the realist? Because that's what realists do, right? <laughs> realists always look at, realists always look at what well, this can go wrong or that can go wrong. <laughs> it's like, listen, man, I don't need to know what I, I, I know that, right? The realist can discourage you and sometimes you can discourage yourself because you don't see the results that you want. You're not yielding the results that you want fast enough. But I'm gonna tell you this go back to the drawing board, have that aha moment, right? Because once you get that aha moment, you say, this is exactly where I need to be. You're going to go for it. So you can't blame nobody. Get so frustrated with yourself. Hmm. Be frustrated with yourself. Forget what everybody else around you is saying. Some people may say some stuff that's going to piss you off. Right? But that should be fuel for you to go back to the drawing board and look within yourself and say, you know what? Damn, what am I doing wrong? Get so mad at not being consistent in what you're doing. Inconsistency kills dreams. Well, inconsistency kills dreams. So you got to be consistent in whatever you're doing. And I think that to speak to the realist in the room, <clears throat> if you are in a relationship with a dreamer, <clears throat> it's very important for you to verbalize how much you support and uh, <clears throat> want to see them win and succeed. I think that that is what has helped our relationship and us find that balance is that I try to express my um, support and say, like, I believe in you. I'm your biggest fan. You know, like y'all just heard the last five minutes was a whole motivational speech to the dreamers. And I'm here for it. It, it encourages me. Like, I love to, to hear my husband speak because I see the passion that comes out of him. But sometimes in those moments of frustration, when he's frustrated and I want to, you know, help, like I said, reel him back in and say, like, this is what you need to do. Like, I just want to shake you and say, like, stop trying to look at all the other dreamers in the world and, and take on their dreams. It's like and I think that that's what happens with dreamers is that they're like they get distracted with like, well, my my idea isn't working, but I see this person that's doing something similar or maybe it's something completely different i could do that too i'm gonna jump over here and do that and as a realist it's like wait a minute 
Like, no, like we were making so much progress just on this one thing. But I think the dreamers get get bored very easily. And I was talking to one of my students and they were telling me about hamsters. And they were saying that the reason why hamsters stay on the hamster wheel is because if they sit for too long, then they die from extreme boredom and they just kill themselves. And this was like a fifth grader telling me this. And I was completely blown away just by all the knowledge that you had about hamsters. But um, <clears throat> it really became like an analogy for me for my husband and like dreamers in the world is that. Oh, so you said I'm a hamster? Or what? You are a hamster. <laughs> <laughs> you will die of extreme boredom because he will get so frustrated with like the idea of staying on a regular job from nine to five. And he's like, Can't at least it. you'll Can't just be, you'll just be fine staying and working for somebody and dying, um, being an employee. And I'm like, yeah, actually, you know, I kind of like, you know, my job. I like doing what I'm doing. I like having a steady paycheck. Like, don't make me feel bad because I like my job. Um, but, <clears throat> and, and so I told him, I was like, you are a hamster and when you don't. No, you didn't say I'm a hamster. What I said was this. I said, I feel like I'm a hamster on a hamster wheel. Keep spinning and spinning and spinning. And going nowhere. And going nowhere, right? And the thing is, guys, it's not that I haven't gone anywhere. I've accomplished a lot of things in my life. I just don't share them. I'm featured in the Huffington Post. Yeah. I've won the National Father of the Year Award. National, right? I have three books that I've written. I'm on a major motivational speaking platform. I've reached people in different countries and overseas with my motivation. I'm training people how to be speakers now. Like, I've done so many great things in my life, but because I'm a dreamer, I get bored with those things. Mm-hmm. For, mo- for me, those are not accomplishments. Well, other people are like, man, you're listening on number one motivational speaking platform in the nation. You featured in the Huffington Post. You've a keynote speak. You did keynote speaking for major organizations. You've spoken A, B, C, and D. You have your degree, you, you know, you have your podcast. You're successful, bro. So it's like, but for a dreamer, <laughs> it's like, it's not enough because a dreamer has a certain uh, height that they want to reach before they can say they're successful. I don't know. Everybody, no, everybody around a dreamer see how great that they are, right? And they see the strides that they're making. And they're like, you're doing good. You're successful. But a dreamer does not feel successful until they say they are successful. Oh, that, so when does that happen? That happens when you hit a certain pinnacle. I think for it, and it varies for everybody. So, like, if <clears throat> some people may be dreaming to lose weight, right? You're a dreamer. And you may have made some strides, but you're still not satisfied with yourself, right? You're still dreaming. You see yourself in a certain place. So, for my people that's losing weight, my people that's trying to do diets, right? You're like, oh, I'm going to stick to this diet. And you don't see the results. You quit, right? You get discouraged. It's the same thing with an entrepreneur, anything you're going through or two, if you don't see the results, you get discouraged. You're like, dang, why am I doing this? And then you stop, right? Don't stop. We do find ourselves on a hamster wheel. And sometimes being on that hamster wheel is good because you're constantly getting exercise. <laughs> exercising that muscle. Exercising those that brain. You're exercising the things you need to exercise so you can become better at them and become stronger at them. Then once you, there will be a time you can get off. But I think we got, we jump off prematurely because we don't see the results. Um, and, and then you I, just die. When hamsters jump off of the hamster wheel and they sit for too long, they just die. And I think that the analogy is that dreamers continue dreaming and dreaming and dreaming and dreaming and dreaming. Dream, 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 right. dream. And, <clears throat> and so they feel like as long as I'm busy doing all of these different things and, and working towards 
this dream or that dream or the millions of dreams that, that I have, then then I'm busy. And and for me as a realist, that is like I look at it as like you're running and running and running and you're, and going, you're nowhere. going nowhere. You're going like nowhere. let's get on a let's get on a, a, a course to a path to you know where we're gonna get to. And I think that that is the frustrating part from the realist position. And so where we try to like say like okay you've been running and running and running and running and and you're and you you you've gone from this path to this lane to this track to this you're over here now you're over here and like we need to focus right and, and, and I like that you say that we do need to focus and this is what I would tell you if you are a dreamer don't change the goal change the plan in which you reach the goal that's what the realist is there for to help you. You know what I'm saying? Plan to reach because the goal. I believe that you do need a realist in your life. And I do believe that the realists need a dream in their life. Because, because there is a balance within it, but I think it also depends on how you deliver your message to the dreamer mm. and vice versa, right? Mm. Um, because just because you're there to support, there's a way in which a dreamer needs support. And it's not always what the realists think support is. How many of you ever ask, as a realist, the dreamer, what type of support do you need from me? How many dreamers have said to the realist, this is what I need from you? Mm. I think it's a give and take thing, right? So as a realist, keep being a realist. And as a dreamer, keep being a dreamer. I figure, I, But you got to find balance within the two. And you got to figure out how to mesh together so you can reach that end result. Yeah. Because a lot of times, realists are dependent upon dreamers to make something happen. Not, not all the time, but sometimes. And dreamers are dependent upon realists to help them stay on track. Yes. Right? So we need one another. So if you are a dreamer, keep dreaming. Mm -hmm. But this is what I would say. After a while, you're going to have to manifest that dream. You can't keep sleeping. Some people only reach their dreams in their sleep. Mm. And that's a problem, right? You have all these dreams and you're like, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that, I'm going to be that. But what are you doing to get up to manifest that dream? What are you doing? What tools are you putting in place? What systems do you have to manifest it? And a lot of dreamers struggle with this. They don't have systems. Hmm. And a lot of dreamers are afraid to say, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Come on. I've admitted that one time. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm just wishing and hoping that something pops for me. And when I said it, I felt so free. I was like, oh, I could get this weight off my shoulders. Because you portray as if you know what you're doing. You got all the systems in place and you don't have nothing in place. Hmm. You're like, I just hope something happened. And some of us waste years of our life trying to reach a dream, but we're, and we have all the right intentions to do it, but you don't have nothing in place. Or you fail to focus on the one thing that you're good at mm -hmm. because you've been distracted by all the other uh, ways you can generate income. And hell, you ain't even generating income from the thing that you're good at. So until you master the one thing you're good at, stop looking at other streams of income. Stop listening to all these uh, overnight success stories and because what a lot of people do especially when they make it big they don't tell you the process no they just tell you the success stories and that's what messes a lot of dreamers up because they're like oh shoot they did all they did was that and they're here and then you try it and then you go through the obstacles you fall down and some of us fall down won't get back up this is what i learned from the great les brown he said if you're going to fall at least fall on your back so you can look straight up so, you know, when you're looking straight up, you can still see your goals and you can get up what? and pursue them. Right. So if you're going to fall, fall on your back and look straight up because your goals is up there. They're not on the ground. That way you can get back up and keep going after your dreams. It's discouraging. It hurts sometimes. 
And this is what I'm going to say as a dreamer. Study your lane. Study other greats in your lane. Get some information from them. Because you'll burn out trying to come up with your own content all the time. You'll burn out trying to work out and you don't have no, no motivation or, or nobody that's showing you how to do certain things. You'll burn out in everything in life if you don't have a support group and you're not studying. So what Corey Jones had to do was get back to my studying. Start studying those in my realm. You know what I mean? Start listening to other people speak. Ball, it's called borrowing success. You're not stealing nobody's platform. You're not stealing nobody's blueprint. You're borrowing what works from you because everybody that's successful borrowed something from somebody else. Mm -hmm. They won't tell you that though. That's a nugget for free, right? <laughs> so keep dreaming. Dreamers, realists, keep being realists because they both are needed to uh, coexist together, right? And in, and in those relationships... Like you said, you have to find balance. You have to find compromise. You have to figure out how to make it work for you and your relationship. As the realist, I have to know that like he's going to be dreaming and he's going to come up with some other ideas. And, and a lot of times it's really just for me to listen and to say, okay, oh, wow, that sounds really cool. What's the plan? And like he said, to offer and ask, like, what can I do to best support you? Because sometimes, and maybe it's just me, I don't know, um, as a realist, I'm always like, okay, well, this is what you need to do. And mm -hmm. sometimes he gets frustrated because he's like, well, I don't want you to tell me what to do. Um, and so then I think that maybe he goes and dreams about something else that I can't take over. But it's really just like saying like, okay, yeah, I, I, I back your your dream, your idea, like, but let me help you plan it out. And so maybe it's just, you know, like you said, about how you deliver that to the dreamer because it's their baby, it's their project, it's their, you know, innovation, their idea. And so it's not like, oh, let me take over. It's like, oh, let me help you get to where you want to go because I believe in you. And so I think that for the realists in the room, like I said, um, you know, you have to do some evaluating of yourself as well to say like, how, what's the best way for me to also maintain my mental stability with being with a dreamer? Because it can be draining sometimes. And, and sometimes you feel like you don't have the answers when they're in their moments of discouragement or, or maybe you haven't done enough. Um, and so it's also about finding that compromise, having open communication and, you know, figuring out the balance to make this dreamer and realist relationship work right and this is what i would say to close this out because uh and again i thank you all for listening and following us and rocking with us we really appreciate all our followers and our listeners listen dreamers this is a message for you it's great to be with other dreamers it's amazing because some of y'all share the same ideas you have that same understanding that same drive the same passion but dreamers that hang out with dreamers too often all you will do is be a dreamer. A realist will help you manifest your dreams, right? So have a balance of both in your team, on your team. Don't just be with yes people. Have somebody that's going to push you. Somebody that's going to challenge your ideas. Somebody that's going to ask you what is your plan. Because with these things, it's helping you develop what you need to get to the next level. All right? So thank you all for tuning in with me, uh, the podcast with Life with Me and Mrs. Jones. We really appreciate y'all. Look, go and like. Go... Uh, Follow us. Tell somebody about this podcast. We're bringing y'all heat week after week. We thank y'all uh, sincerely from the bottom of my heart for rocking with us and staying connected with us. And we'll see y'all next time. Any words before nope. we go out? 
All right, y'all. We love y'all. Peace. Bye.